0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. Wherever you're listening, how you're listening, we we appreciate you so much for joining us once again. No, we've been gone for a while, but it's you know it's it's a great thing to be back to you know come and discuss kingdom conversation once again. Um, Like we always say in the world, you can you know hear all types of conversation about anything and everything, but you know it's good to have a space where we can come and discuss kingdom. Around kingdom minded people. So, this week we're going to try to switch up the uh, way we do things. We're trying to transition the podcast into a different format. So, um, instead of coming with like so many numerous different topics that each one of us comes up with, we're going to try to stay on one topic and talk about one topic that's prevalent in the times that we're in now. You know, a lot of times, you know, a lot of people like to think that certain conversations, you know, they say you being too serious. It's not that serious. But life is something that we take serious, especially when you only have it have one time to do it on this side of life. You know, when, you know, we're all going to see the judgment and stuff one day. So it's it's something that we really need to take serious. So, you know, all these devices and stuff that the enemy has going on in the world today is really serious. I mean, he's taking his job serious. He's taking it serious to make you think it's not serious. I don't want to keep going on and on, you know, I'm with my, <laughs> with my co-host Derek Anderson Jr. How you doing today, Derek? I'm blessed, man,
1: blessed and just grateful to be here again like you said, uh, coming back on the podcast and being able to share knowledge and truth and being able to give a different perception than what many uh, view things. A lot of times we have a way of thinking just because of the culture we've been born into and where we live. So I'm in total agreement that, like you saying, taking life serious because that's one thing in America is all about having a good time. And, you know, in Scripture it says only a fool thinks about having a good time, but in America that's the idea that we have is how can we have more fun? You know, the, uh, many people have the thought that the weekends are made for fun that we're supposed to work five days out the week and then on the weekend we party. You know, that's the idea that they have, but. That's not what the Father teaches in Scripture, because Scripture actually teaches you to work six days. And on the uh, seven, on the uh, Sabbath or Shabbat, that's the day that you have time to rest. And it's really not about rest, because that word is really about covenant. And I can't even think of the word in uh, Hebrew. What is it, Octavian?
0: You're talking about the word for Shabbat? In, um, yeah. Uh, sin... Is it means or the, the for, uh, provider of peace and protections, the peace and uh, protection.
1: the right? Right, and that and that's what it's about. It's about a, a covenant, that's what Yeshua was saying that He was Lord even over the Sabbath or the Shabbat. And it's not a particular day, but it's about a covenant. So you can have any day because our calendar is a Gregorian calendar and it's based off of a Roman Catholic uh pope. So, and the scripture calendar is actually lunar based. So our days are actually all from what's in scripture. But again, just breaking away from tradition, breaking away from traditional what many call church and using this platform. And, uh, you know, is, I mean, the name of it is kingdom, Conver- uh, kingdom Conversation, because it's about having a conversation with kingdom minded people. Um, and so th- and that's what we want to encourage people to do is to change the way they think. Cause that's what Yeshua did. He He told people to re- repent means to change. It means to change the way you think that's what he was telling people. And a lot of times we see in traditional church that it's, you know, just about saying, I've given my life to Christ, but many will get, say they give their life and then go right back out and do the same thing. So we're here to encourage everybody to change the way they think. Cause if you change the way you think, then you'll change the way you live. Um, but I'll let you introduce this topic tonight, Octavian.
0: Okay. Um on this week's we wanted to talk about the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, what's going on in our world today, our society today, you know, and it's 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 something that really religion um seems to have a problem with. You know, they say it's really causing a lot of division in the body, and division in the nation, and stuff like that. When we, when they're saying we we all should just find a way to come together, just you know, forget all the division. And you know, it it the thing about it is, how can we just forget everything that has happened? That's that's basically what they want you to do. They want you to forget everything that's happened, forget everything that you're going through. You know, just it's it's almost basically saying accept the way things are right now and just let us all come together and live in harmony love but at the same time where's justice though you can't come together and just say we're all living let's just all live together in peace let's all be united you know but you can't do that we got to talk about justice justness and fairness first you know so I, I really you know i'll give my little preface and then i'll let you give your little preface of it but uh yeah so i i mean You know, that's that's the direction we really want to go to. We want to talk about the Black Lives Matter movement It's really something that's pressing, especially, you know, um, you know, during this time of this pandemic that we have going on. It it was something that was, you know, prevalent right along with that pandemic, you know, with the whole George Floyd thing that happened, the whole um, uh, his name slips my mind, Ahmaud Arbery. You know, um, all these things, Breonna Taylor, all these things have happened right now. And, you know, since since Trump's been in office, one thing you can really say about him is he's really shown the the divisiveness, the division in the country. You know, you it's almost like he's just uh, drawn a clear line in the middle of the country. And it's just like he, it's, it's clear now either you on that side or that side and really to play that game of just sitting here like let's just all come together let's just all love each other it's not working it's, it's 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 not working it's either you on one side or the other so that uh, that's my preface i'll let Derek give his preface before we go deep further into it
1: so my thing is like like octavian saying because if you really look at the black lives matter movement it was started in 2013 i believe after trayvon martin i think that's right um but a lot of it what we're saying and what we're trying to address is the evangelical church who is against the black lives matter movement and in you know not in support of it there's you know many people have the response that all lives matter well we're here to focus on being believers we are both confessing to be born again or saved and we believe that black lives matter <laughs> So that's what we're here to do is, again, you know, give you a different mindset or a different way of thinking when it comes to it and really explain why we say Black Lives Matter and why we're not, you know, pushing for the All Lives Matter movement. And um, because you, you have to be careful of the mainstream way of thinking or mainstream media, because a lot of times it will deter you from the truth. And so, you know, as Octavian said, we're all, as believers, you know, we're all about justice. And um, Isaiah, it says uh, that Elohim loves justice. If we look in Proverbs, it says that when justice is done, it is a joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. So we see here, based off of Scripture, you know, being believers, kingdom citizens, that our Constitution, the scriptures, that we are supposed to follow after our Father or follow after the... Uh, I should say, his son that he put in place, uh, we're supposed to follow the word. And with following the word, we see that the father loves justice. So we should love justice. And so there has been an injustice in America. A lot of people want to, you know, just push it under the rug. And, you know, we have modern day Christianity. And I remember when I first got born again, I remember hearing. Um, the Holy Spirit speak to me and saying, you know, study and read the scriptures and study history. And I'm like, well, why, you know, I'm like, I need to go back to school and get a degree in history or something like that. But I got connected to a shepherd and uh, my shepherd really showed me how important it is to study history. And I really saw why I needed to, because where we live, I mean, you were born where you were for a reason, but you have to understand the history of where you are. If you understand history of where you are, then you understand why you're there, because then you will see you know what because we're supposed to bring change as believers we're here to be, be agents of change and we can't keep doing the same thing that the culture is doing and expect change to happen Um but yeah that's my little rant for the beginning
0: and it's good we get to stick on one topic because we can kind of dive you know deep into it you know when it comes to black people in america you know um the scripture always talks about it's always talking about the principle of you know who your source is you know a lot of um when those religious folk came up to yeshua and they was like our father abraham he was like no you're you, your father's the devil you know you're, you're the devil's kids and he was basically saying that was because the scripture says you know a tree from the fruit it bears you know and that's because you know that seed that was planted for to make that tree you know, you know what type of uh, tree it is because of what seeds you put in the ground. And that seed is the source. So, you know, you always have to go back to the source of things. You okay. know what I'm saying? You, you have to where are you pulling from? What do you what are you what do you believe in? What is your foundation? You know, and as born again believers, we know our source, our foundation, the person who we're, who we're back in connection with after being born again is the father, is the kingdom. That's where we get our beliefs from, Um, you know, our ideologies, our philosophy, everything. That's where it comes from. And when you when you look at the foundation of this country, it should not be surprised. That's why they want you to. That's why they're always saying, like, oh, that happened so long ago. Forget about it. That's a trick of the enemy to have you not look at history, because if you don't look at your history, you're doomed to repeat it. When you look at the foundation of this country, they didn't care about justice. They didn't care about it. So when Trump comes and he's telling you or when people come and they tell you stuff about, oh, we're trying to keep, you know, the heritage and the traditions of this country going, you, know, you better believe what they're telling you. When they tell you stuff like that, they're basically letting you know that they don't care. You know, this country was made off the backs. They built their wealth off the backs of other people. That was the foundation of this country. Republicans and conservatives they tell you all the time we want to keep that alive and well we want to keep our history alive and well what if you if you saying that you got to take everything that come with it you know black people came here to be just slaves to to be the labor force that builds their wealth so when you look here and you look at America today and you see all this stuff that's going on it's not surprising it shouldn't be surprising so when you have groups that come up like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. And you might not agree with the lifestyle or the choices or whatever it is about the, but I mean, my goodness, name another group that's trying to help black folks out. Name another one. You can't even, you can almost really not even say that black folks as a whole are really trying to help themselves. Because that's one thing that we always see black people are saying, you know, like, Come on. Uh, come on, black man. We got to get it together. Come on, black community. We got to do better. How how can we help? How can we expect somebody to help us? And we're not helping ourselves. You know, how can you expect people to care about us? But we're killing each other in the streets. That's where they get this stuff from. So, you know, you, you have to go back and look at the foundation of this thing. This country was built off not caring about black people. That wasn't long ago. That didn't happen a long time ago. We we still have. People who are alive and well, that can tell you of the injustices they went through just from the color of their skin, you know. I mean, my goodness, I mean, just 1960 wasn't that long ago, you know. The early 1900s wasn't that long ago. Hundreds of years is not, a hundred years is not a long time. It's not, especially not, especially not for a whole system to change our whole government to change, especially when they're telling you that they don't want to change. You know, and that's why I'm so glad our pastor is teaching us right now that, you know, when the scripture talks about praying for those and, you know, high positions, he ain't talking about these people, these government officials and stuff like that who don't want to change. Why we keep praying for people who don't want to change. They don't want to change. Teach. <laughs> they don't want to change. You basically throwing pearls to the swine. They don't want to change. They want to keep doing what they're doing, you know, I mean, for this country to really change, they would really have to go and destroy all their foundation. Write the Constitution over, write the Declaration of Independence over, write it all over. But they don't want to. You know why? Because the system that this country was built on is, is, is capitalism. You know, they want to keep making money the way that they are. They want to keep capitalizing off other people. You know, so they, they don't want to change. And we have to sit here and, and see that, that a lot of these people don't want to change. So when you see these religious folks against, like, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, you have to know they're in ignorance. You know, you, yeah, you might not agree, like I said, with their lifestyles, their choices, and, and, you know, what they do, but they're trying to, like, you know, it's like um, my pastor was saying, if, if you're drowning and, you know, uh, somebody— Let's just say the biggest sin in the city come and have their hand out to save you. What you going to do? Not take it because they're a sinner. You go drown. You know, so it's it's, it's it's almost ignorance because, you know, for to say you're not going to be with them because of, you know, you just don't like who they are and what they do. Well, I mean, you're just basically going to stay where you are. Who's going to help us then? You know, where are you going to get your help from? You know what I'm saying? Like You, you just can't. It's like people are just. They're waiting for the perfect people, the perfect thing, everything perfect for them. You know, Elohim gave us dominion in the earth. It's going to take humans to get the stuff done. He's not coming back. If either we go get it done or we not go get it done. Either do something or stop complaining about it. You know, one or the other. So I'll let Derek go.
1: We have what we have in this country. Now, Octavian said a lot, and I can, I'm going to go back over some of it. Like he said, the Civil Rights Act of 1964. 1964 was not that long ago um i mean my parents were alive then so for us to look at you know that was a time where we had you know basically segregation uh what was the jim crow laws were unwritten laws but they were um i should say unlegalized laws, but they were laws that were put in place that everybody knew and anybody can correct me if i'm wrong but i believe that's true and a lot of times people think that You know, after 1964, that's when systemic racism ended. Well, what about all the people that were still working in the system that held those racial supremacist ideas? I mean, if if they still in the system, then the system's still racist because they're the ones making the decision. You can't tell me that, you know, you got a racist judge and, you know, he's going to put more black people in jail than white people. And, and that's the thing. And I know a lot of people want to focus. I might jump, I'm going to jump off. with a, a lot of people like to focus on minorities, but you got to look at nobody else in this country did what black people did, went through what black people went through. So please stop putting us in the category of minorities. Like you, you didn't, you know, a lot of people like to point out Native Americans, they were, uh, it was almost genocide the way that you had Europeans come in and, and wipe some of them out. Well, my thing is you had Native Americans that own slaves. So uh, again, nobody went through what black people went through in this country, so don't put us in that category. So back to what I was saying about systemic racism. Systemic racism, you have to look at that it's, it's ongoing. I mean, the largest percentage of people as a race that is in prison are black people. So you know, they said, I know many people have pointed out, I heard uh, Candace Owens pointed out that what you need or the black community needs is fathers in the home. Well, anybody can say that, and it's true. It is very much true, but that's not the whole thing. That because I think she said that that's what conservative being a conservative is all about. Well, if that's true, then why did America have incentives for fathers not to be in the home? You had these things called after dark dads, where basically the family wouldn't get any assistance or any help if there was a father in the home. So you got to look at ways that America destroyed the black family. We black people never got reparations, so you never had wealth in the black community. You know, the black man never had a chance in order to be that figure for family to look for families look up to because what you had um slave owners doing was basically making the family devalue the black family, devalue the father. If they knew they didn't have a protector, then they knew that they were basically subject to do whatever, you know, the slave owner deemed them to do. So those things we have to look at, there was a lot of conditioning that was done to, you know, black people's mind. I said it before and I said it again. I know people now that live in the hood that won't leave the hood because they feel like it's a risk and that's all they know. So it's a lot of conditioning that has been done to to black people as far as their mental, you know, the the way they think. I'll say that. So again, that's why this is so important because we got to look at the damage that has been done to black families. And a lot of times as Octavian said, people want don't want to look at history. They just want to look at everything now. Now everybody has an opportunity. Now everybody can you know go out and do something. Now everybody can build wealth. We all have that that chance and opportunity. Well, how did you get it? How did how did you know you looking at you looking at the effect, but you're not looking at the cause. You're looking at people living in the hood. You're looking at black crime, but you're not looking at the cause of it. You gotta look at well, how did Black people get to the point that they are, you know, uh, what what many say doing most of the crimes of being most incarcerated as a race. Well, you got to look at uh, them living in poverty. I mean, poverty is is the whole reason that black people. Um, what should I say? There are so many black crimes because it is what poverty produces. These people are poor, that they don't have access or resources to the same thing that those that are, that are wealthy have. So a lot of times they rely on. Uh, a mind that is, you know, survival. It's all about survival. That's the mindset that they have. So, you know, and you want to come and give them this, oh, you know, you get saved and you can go to heaven, just keep living your life in poverty. Ain't nobody trying to hear that. Because what, what I'm reading in scripture is that uh, my king gave me benefits. I understand now that I'm, uh, I'm the lender and not the borrower. I understand now that I'm the head and not the tail. I understand now that I was given a purpose, but a lot of them don't have that. They don't have that purpose. And that was done on purpose. Black people were treated that way in order to keep them in a position so they would not attain wealth and be on the, on the same level. They talk about equal right, rights. And I said in the teaching in the past, can we be seen as humans first? <laughs> because a lot of times we are not, tr- we're treated as inferior. And uh, it's even okay with me sharing this, but I know he say he run <laughs> and, um, he said he'll be. or oh, you want to share? <laughs> you can
0: go ahead. I don't oh, mind. You can go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. I tell you, he said he'll be running because, I mean, that's what he do. He'll run. It. And he said, you know, he'll go down the sidewalk and somebody else will come. And they'll. I say of European descent, they make sure to get completely out of his way. And many people say, well, that's you know, that's respect. No, that's because we're we're not seen as equal you know we're not seen as like i say they don't see us as human we're already considered inferior you don't see a lot of white people going to black churches but you see a lot of black people going to white churches so again um with that that's why we say black lives matter i haven't even got to the part about a black man being gunned down and um nobody doing anything about it because what's been so impactful about the police killings or police brutality I many people say that you know black people it's only like one percent i think somebody said uh, black people get killed by police. Well, that's stuff that's just been documented. Because a lot of times stuff is just swept under the rug. And what we don't see is what actually goes on. Because, I mean, we've heard it for years. You know, be careful of police. My dad even taught me, you know, if you ever get pulled, if a policeman behind you, make sure that you're in a public area before you get pulled over. And he's taught me so many survival tips that, you know, if you were talking to like I'll talk to some of my wife friends, they've never heard or they never knew. They, they never knew these things about black history, they never knew these things about, you know, different, uh, what should I say, different survival methods because they've never had to encounter or, or I should say even had the thought of anyone that they knew going through this. And um, I'll I tell you, I could keep going
0: for an hour on this. You know, it's, it's, it's really hard because, you know, we're trying to get so much out, you know, in a, in a certain period of time, you know, and a lot of people could... You know sit here and be like oh what proof you got what proof you got you know it's, it's just all th- go look up dr claw anderson you know and he does a very good job of explaining things that go down through history you know redlining you know all these different things that have gone on to like you know make sure black people stay in the position that they are because you know we we weren't brought here to have any type of wealth or any type of equality to the people who came here to start this country you know um you know, I, I I was talking to a buddy of mine one day, and he was talking about race issues and stuff like that. And, you know, he, he really hates that phrase, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And, you know, I told him, it, it's you know, it's like a race. You know what I'm saying? It's like, every, um, we all say we're going to run. Like, you know, everybody's going to start off in a race. But the thing about the race is, this person next to me, he's going to start off free, you know, just running shoes, clothes, whatever. But me, I got a hundred pound weights on each side of my legs. And then we take off running. So next thing you know, you know, we get two miles into the race. we get however many miles into the race. So let's just say I get two miles in, then they're like, okay, you can finally take your hundred pound weights off. Well, by the time you take my hundred pound weights off, he's probably like hundred miles down the road. And then you're telling me like, well, it's fair now. Everybody got the same treatment. Everybody got the same opportunities. It's not. It's not fair. First of all, I'ma be dealing with probably all types of damage, fatigues, and stuff for trying to run with a hundred pound weights on my leg. But then you you it telling me that I'm expected or I'm able to catch up with him. You know, someone who had a head start for me. That's not fair. That's not just how are you going to make the playing fields equal for us now for the legit say that we have equal opportunity, you know, and and that's what it is to say that to, to tell black people that they went through all the stuff that they went through down throughout history. You can just keep naming countless stories of stuff that they did to black people through our history. That sounds like the most inhumane stuff that you could ever hear, but but then you yet want to tell us, like, you can pick yourself up by your bootstraps. We're not in the same position that you are. We we it's 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 like it's only by the grace of Elohim that we are able to just, yeah, come out and do stuff in this country and make stuff of ourselves in this country. But, you know, we, we don't have the generational wealth that the people like, you know, the Rockefellers, Walmart, those people and stuff like that. Have to be able to pass down from generation to generation to generation to generation. I mean, you probably can't even name a handful of Black families that can that have been able to do stuff like that. You know, that that lives in America. So um, um, another thing that came up while in my spirit while I was talking was just you know when we talk about justice and stuff like that. I remember in Scripture, you remember the woman who was bleeding a lot and she was trying to come up to Yeshua and just touch him so she could get healed. You know, during that time when the disciples and stuff, when um uh, when they saw it, they was just telling them, like, get rid of her, get get like, you know, get away, like we ain't finna be worried with her. And you know, during that time, we have to think like how they treated women during that time, how they saw women during that time. You know, they they saw them as like beneath them. You know, a woman has a place. You know, you shouldn't be here in public, especially approaching some rabbi. Like, what are you doing? You out of position. You know, you that, that's 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 not. How you conduct yourself, or how we see you, or allow you to behave in our culture, and Yeshua didn't treat her that way. You know, even though that the people thought that the woman was supposed to, you know, behave a certain way, Yeshua never treated her that way. He came up, spoke to her. You know, uh, she got healed and everything. And you know, it's I bring that up just to basically say, like, you know, Yeshua feels the same way today about black people in America, even though black people like to tell black people like. Hey, you know, um, you got the same opportunities, forget your history and all this other stuff. The father, I mean, the father isn't forgetting our history. He sees the injustices and stuff that we're going through and the things that we have went through. And, you know, he wants equal treatment for all of us, just like he wanted it for that. Just just like he wanted it and felt it for that woman that approached him because she wanted healing. It's the same way he's feeling it for us. You know, even though we're seen in a a certain light, just uh, as a race, just like they saw that uh, that woman during that time. So, you know, you're sure, you know, there is no way that you can sit here and literally unless you're just ignorant and full of religion, that you could just sit here and say that, you know, uh, the father wants us all to forget history. And, you know, he wants us to. Well, he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't have told people to document the Tanakh if he wanted you to forget the history. Why did you document the Tanakh then? Why are we reading about Moses and, and Abraham and, and, and Isaac, Jacob, Adam, Eve? Why are we reading about these people if we're supposed to forget our history? We're supposed to learn from these people. We're supposed to, you know, take the events and stuff that these people went through and be better from them. But for some reason, at the same time, y'all want to tell us to study our scriptures, but at the same time, don't worry about history. It don't make no sense.
1: One thing, and I. And I just want to make this plain, you know, because people will say, well, what does this have to do with b- being a believer? What does this have to do with being a kingdom citizen? Well, let I mean, Octavian really just explained it because, I mean, the father cares about us. And a lot of times, you know, pe- people don't think that black people fear and fear what well, they do. Uh, Khalif Strou- Shrouder, I think that's his last name, he said that when he got out of prison, he was like, I don't see myself as being successful. Black people, like I said, I said that other people see black people as being inferior. Black people see themselves as being inferior. And a lot of times that's why they don't look to, you know, uh, accomplish anything. Sometimes they feel like, you know, Memphis is warehouse city. They feel like, you know, that that's as far as they can go and they're comfortable with it. So um, and and a lot of times, like looking at. Um, scripture, I don't understand that this is my thing, OK. I know I'm kind of jumping around, but this is my thing about Christians, or I should say, uh, mainline Christianity. Um, my question is, what Bible are y'all read? I won't even say scriptures. What Bible are y'all read? Because the one that the Bible that I've read, I haven't seen anywhere where the Father condoned um, slavery, where he condoned, you know, being greater than anybody else, where he condoned that I was, you know. Greater than you. And a lot of times you have these people, these Christians or evangelicals that, that go on these mission trips to Africa and they feel good about themselves because they feel like they help a child in need. They feel like they are helping the poor, which is described, you know, in the Bible, but not having an understanding. So, I mean, you got poor people in your neighborhood that you want to help, but you want to travel to Africa. So a, a lot of times I don't understand what he, I mean, I do understand what ideas come from. They come from religion, but we got to look at it with a different light, look at it with a different eye and understand that the father wants us first to be a blessing to those around us. And, and that's where it has to start, because I've shared the description. You have those who um, I think Yeshua said they travel over. Uh, those that travel across, across land and sea to win a single convert. And when you become one, you make him twice as much as a son of hell as you are. So you have those who are looking to go to these great lengths to get one convert, but you making them just as bad, making them just as religious. So we have to see that America has a problem when it comes to religion because of the ideas that it has. And a lot of people don't like to point out America's racist history and that it's just gone. Saban brought it up that America once owned slaves and then black people had to basically fight for their own rights fight for, um, you know, everything. And then, you know, some people want us to be grateful because now we are, uh, free. And and now we do have supposedly have equal rights. You know, the constitution really, like you say, we knew the new constitution, because obviously it wasn't written for us because it said all men were created equal. Obviously at the time we weren't, we were considered three fifths a person. So somebody helped me to understand. And then people want to say it's okay now and with Christians and just get saved and the father be with you and, and all of that. But my thing is, is like there's still a problem in America. And um, you have these black evangelicals who basically want to convert everybody to a Christian and Republican. And I don't understand. And it angers me a little bit because I'm like, you lost. But you telling everybody else that they lost and they just want to be in support of Trump. Just Trump this, Trump that. Trump. If, if, if no party or no person is not teaching the kingdom of heaven's mandate, that we have the that we were created to rule, and that we are here to submit to the will of the Father, why would I promote them? Why would I promote any other government? Because the ideas that we have in America are derived from Rome. And, you know, the churches that we have, Kojic, Baptist, uh, Apostolic, um, what's some more? Uh, and, I mean, all of these derive from the Catholic Church. So, I mean, Yeshua came in and did away religion. And if Yeshua was here today, a lot of people think that, you know, they'd be on point because they chose not to close down. They chose to go to church during the pandemic. They chose not to wear masks. I'm not going to let these people control me. Why you got to use your faith in that sense? Why can't I just use my faith to live holy? I don't understand. Like, to me, it don't sound like faith. To me, it sound like you just being stubborn. And you say, you know, people taking away my rights and um, this is my guy giving right to carry a gun and to bear arms and do this. And I have hear people say, well, America's the greatest country in the nation and stuff like that. No. And this is why we have to uh, promote and fight for black lives and say black lives matter, because we have to understand the way that black lives have been treated in this country. And once we address that issue for black people, then, you know, we can address other stuff. But until you put out the fire on this burning house, it's going to keep burning. And I mean, what you are seeing are, are the effects of it. Black people, again, in our culture, we talk about this stuff as far as police killings and how the police have done uh, some of us wrong. So, in or, you know, when something comes out on video and black people riot, my, I don't agree with the rioting, but I'm like, what do you expect?
0: Just simple and clean. When you look at the word justice, simple terms, if we just try to keep it simple, it's just equal and fair treatment, you know, for everyone across the board. You know, when the the kingdom makes a rule, when he makes a command, when he makes a mandate, that applies to to everybody. You know, everybody got to follow it. There's no favoritism. You know, the scripture lets us know he has no respect to person or anything like that. You know, it's equal and fair for everyone across the board. And when you look at uh, what black people have went through in America, the state of where they are right now and stuff like that, a lot of people think it's just enough. They think it's just enough for to just tell black people, like, okay, we freed you from slavery and nobody's mean to you anymore. So what more do you want from us? It's like basically what they're saying. And, you know, um, the thing about it is if you spent so many years making laws and regulations and doing underhand tactics to keep black people down to make that just and fair and equal that out when it's time to make stuff right, you need to be implementing laws and stuff like that specifically for black people to help them get out of what you can put them through. It's only fair when when the Israelites was about to come out of Israel, I mean when they were about to come out of Egypt and they were finna leave they didn't have nothing you know they were slaves to the egyptians but when they were finna leave elohim told them like i'm gonna make sure you you don't leave with nothing you're gonna leave with something and those same egyptians that enslaved them was the same ones that gave them all these things and and you know all this bounty and stuff before they left out of egypt to go uh start their journey to the promised land you know even the father understands that just like coming out of bondage, you just can't come out with nothing. You know what I'm saying? You just Nothing? Like, you you think it's just, it, it's enough for you to tell black people, like, we're not enslaving you anymore, and, you know, we're supposedly not mean to you anymore, but, you know, they, they like to, you know, seem like they talking for everybody in America across the board when they say, they don't, you know, nobody's racist anymore, nobody's going to, you know, people be saying stuff like, you know... Um, that whole bootstrap thing but it's just like you you sitting here acting like prejudice don't exist what what are you talking about it's it's literal people that won't hire you to you talking, about i got the same opportunities it's literally people that will hire you before me just because of your skin color i have friends that have told me stories that people have legit in interviews they told them like look man like we like this is a great interview you're the best candidate for the job but I'm going to be real with you. These people are not going to hire you because of your skin color. And he didn't get hired. And he wasn't surprised because the guy had already told him. But still, at the same time, like people like to act like stuff like that don't exist. And like us, like we keep saying, it's, it's all a trick of the enemy. You know, He wants to keep people in darkness. He wants to keep your mind in darkness. He wants to keep you blind. And then he wants that blind to go lead the blind. I used to tell my wife all the time, like, you know, if if we were raising a child and we like beat and abused that child and did all types of stuff to that child for 18 years, when he finally got 18 and got out of the house free, he's going to have all type of damage, emotional issues, problems. We all you know, a lot of us have problems that stem from our childhood stuff. We only went through for like 18 years and and damage that lasts for some people for the rest of their life. You telling me damage that was done to a whole race for over four hundred and some years is not affecting that race? That you know, people don't like to put math like that together. One plus one don't equal two. So um, you know, it's 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 just a lot of really simple ignorance that the enemy has a lot a lot of people in. People just act like to act like their perspective on the world is the only perspective. You know how 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 we've had interactions with the police is the same exact interactions that you've had with the police. You know, from what I know about the police, they ain't, they ain't never had no issues and stuff with me. If they shot you and killed you, you had to have been doing something wrong because I know what the police do. When they don't take into account that we live a whole different life and, and from a totally different perspective, I was, you know, I was, you know I, it, was, it, was, it was unique. Um, I'm usually driving my wife around. So, you know, I'm, I'm used to being in the driver's seat. And one day she came and she picked me up from where I was. So I was in the passenger seat and she was driving home while at the same time she was having a conversation with me. And, you know, the Holy Spirit just it's like he just I heard him. He was just like, you, you see how different this feel in this passenger seat, how life feels because you've seen it from a different perspective or you, you, you're, you're in it from a different perspective. Like you see how like different it feels, how unique it is. That's the same way you need to be when you're talking to somebody. You're talking to your wife or you're hearing your wife. You know, she's coming from a different perspective than you. So for to understand her, you got to sit down and hear her perspective because your perspective is not the only truth. And and that's how people need to realize, you know, when if you really want to say you care about race relations, you care about your black friends and, you know, the black people in your family or whatever, how you interact with black people. You need to just sit down your perspectives that you have on life because their perspective is not your perspective. You, you can't sit here and, and say that you can, you know. Truly understand, or you know, your way on life is the same as their when they went through for generations something that your people have never had to go through.
1: We're not saying any of this to bash white people because we both of us understand that, and uh, well, yeah, both of us understand that you know, once you're born again, we've been grafted into a new family. So, anybody of any race is my brother or my sister, I understand that. But being my brother or sister, you have to understand, look in the books of Messiah called Acts you see that um, they sold their land. And, I mean, they sold their land gave money to their brother or sister that needed it. That's what they did. If you had to just gave black people reparations, that would— But the issue with that is you would have put black people on the same plan, because we all understand that money, and especially in this country, is power. And that's how people buy the politicians. They buy—shoot—buy their way into office. We just saw this happen. Um, so I mean a lot of times it was to keep black people in their position or keep them in poverty and nobody wants to admit that and a lot of times it's just like well money's not the answer we shouldn't be focused on money Uh, correct me if I'm wrong Octavian, but I think Yeshua talked more about money than he did lost souls
0: yeah cause either he was talking about how to live and a lot of those parables he was talking about finances and stuff like that and he only talked about getting born again one time in Nicodemus
1: right and so uh, and and that's what nobody wants to talk and and nobody's saying that money is the answer to life we know that we know that money is a tool, but we have to understand what has again, we just keep reiterating what has happened to black people we want to see why we saying that black lives do matter and we're not going with the Christian standpoint of all lives matter because you're not addressing the issue. A lot of people want to say well, the problem is in' well, address the sin. don't just say you know it's all about sin and it. It's all about we're broken people and we just need to be born again and we all make mistakes that's why the, you know some people have sympathy for the I mean he didn't have to to uh put his knee on the man's neck and a lot of people there's a there has been a picture of uh, police officers putting putting a man on uh putting a knee two knees on uh a white man's neck and they say that this is what happens when you white you get two knees and and they were just saying that uh you know, it's just as worse. Well, well, the whole point is that's wrong too, but let's address what's been going on in this black community for years and years and years. Because as far as I know, this has been an issue for the you know, as long as prisoners of war called slaves have been brought to America. So in order for America to, you know, America needs to address this. Like I even said, the systems need to change because we know that what governs uh, culture is law. It's the laws that have been put in place. And people saying, "Well, well, you know, that's not true because I can go out and start my own culture and do this. Well, the laws allow you to do that because that's why you don't have the same cultures in like China. In Japan and stuff like that there are certain things in America that are allowed I mean even the foods we eat there's some of them uh, are not allowed in other countries because it has so much sugar in it so we have to see what it is that governs our, and that's why people in America are so fat because we we have allowed these type of foods in our culture through the laws and nobody wants to accept this because it's all again all about the message of what we just need uh, about coming together and just accepting that, you know, being a Republican, being against abortion, being against homosexuality, nobody is um, promoting th- those things. As a believer myself, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. And they saying, "Well, you can't vote for people who are in support of abortion." Well, I'm not gonna vote for somebody. Um, what should I say? Who isn't in support of uh, white nationalists? Because I understand that what they are doing is uh, promoting uh, the superiority of a race. And they saying, well, it's the same thing with Black Lives Matter. Well, the thing about Black Lives Matter, the reason that we say Black Lives Matter and Black power and all of that, because Black people have been made to feel inferior. And the people that I vote for, who would I choose to vote for, they are doing something good in order to help the nation. And to help Black people is helping the nation. But, you, you know, and, and you want to condemn people for doing these things, but America is not well, I say this. America is a Christian nation, but America is not a blameless, uh, a nation of kingdom of citizens it is a nation full of people who are not born again or for the change that we have to be an example. We have to get in office. And if we get in office, the thing is not to condemn people. People have a free will and they have a choice. And then I I, I don't agree with abortion. I believe abortion is murder. But my thing is, is not I'm not I'm not going to say I'm going to vote for this person because they're against abortion. But then they turn around and then, you know. They promote all type of adultery. They still sinning. So m- my thing is, you cannot be in support of people who are focusing on, let me say this the right way, that are focusing on one thing, but parading around and living a, a hellish life. So, and, and then some people say, well, you're contradicting yourself because you know, you're know saying that about black lives and not supporting uh, black lives. Well, the thing is, black lives is in- affecting a long injustice that has happened in this country. And then if I say that about abortion, abortion is something that is fairly new. In order to change that, what you have to change is change the laws and get in there and you know and do that. But you can't have considered a hypocrite and often. And if anybody's missing the point, please let me know. If I'm missing, let me know. Because what I'm seeing is who people are saying are, is a good man, and I say it's Trump, and, and they're supporting, supporting them and supporting the way he thinks and all that he's saying. But I mean, you know, you don't you know... Okay, I'll say this. Don't you know that when Obama... And I'm not in support of Obama. But when Obama was in office, that people... Uh, I watched a documentary on this. That were over the KKK said their phones wouldn't stop ringing off the hook. So my whole point is we have to address like an issue that has been in this nation for years. And let's change that. And then... Once we understand that there's been change, you address other things. And it's kingdom citizens that need to do it. But instead, kingdom citizens are against the Black Lives Matter and saying, well, you know, racism and uh, racism is not uh, a sin that was that's directly reflected in Scripture. Uh, What should I say that that was in the um, what many call the Ten Commandments? But racism, if you look at it, it is against Scripture because it is saying that you know i'm greater than you but that's not true because we were all created to exercise we would have dominion over the earth not over people or each other and i hope i explained it well enough
0: (laughs) yeah and you know you might hear us talk with so much passion and stuff like that and that's because we care about what we're talking about the father cares about this he's passionate about it you know um i had something in my mind that i was oh yeah the um when you look at this government and you look at uh the kingdom government it's not it's it's two different governments and if we just talk about just from a financial standpoint the kingdom works on the commonwealth system we could just make this plain like the kingdom the kingdom said now the kingdom doesn't support you know, um, if someone works harder than you, then they should get the same amount. You know, communists and, and socialism kind of have this belief to where, like, no matter what you do, no matter how hard you work, everybody basically gets the same pay. I think that's communism that basically, you know, get the same pay. And socialism, you kind of have, like, set pays. Correct me if I'm wrong. And the uh, and the kingdom isn't, it isn't like that. If you look at that parable um, where he's talking about that he gave everybody three people, a certain amount of money and everybody came back with a, a different amount of what they did with the money. And he shown the person who didn't do nothing with it. He just went and put it, uh, just held it and was like, Hey, he got your money back. And he called him wicked because you didn't manage his money the way that you were supposed to. So the kingdom isn't for, you know, everybody, you know, having the same, you know, the kingdom rewards those who, who know you, who sold differently, they get different results. But at the same time, the kingdom is on a commonwealth system to where they see if there are people in the kingdom in need, everybody has their needs provided. And we see that in America, it's clear that people, black people and certain groups of people need some type of help. But this this government isn't trying to provide it. <laughs> they, they don't they don't care to provide it. And, you know, just with that, when people talking about this a Christian nation, what well, you have to think, like. Well, that, that's a divide—the Christ, uh, Christian nation and the 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 nation that the Father wants to build is two different things. And then we know uh, the Scripture tells us that a little speck in the water makes it dirty. You know, the Elohim wants holiness; He wants pureness. You know, that that's what He's shooting for. There's no compromise in Him. It's either you're with it or you're not. Either He tells you that you're either with Me or against Me. So um, and that's why we're working every day for to constantly change who we are, because we don't believe in that. Well, you know, everybody got their stuff. Well, you can have your stuff. I'm trying to get rid of my stuff. So, um, you know, we just look at something like that. You know, a Christian nation versus a kingdom nation, commonwealth versus capitalism it's, it's two different things. And, you know, um, if we were if this nation was really on a on a kingdom government, if they really was living their life save sanctify, field with the holy ghost like they should you know it wouldn't be people in this country struggling unless they just made their choice to you know you would they would be doing something about it you know they would be going in and making sure that everybody was living a life and a life more abundantly like the father wants
1: right and um like i said, says it is all about uh commonwealth because that's how the father views things and a commonwealth system. And I mean that that's what it's really about when it comes to black people. I mean it's a, the issue is the money to provide a good environment. And um the problem now, I, I'll be honest, if black people did receive reparations today, I promise you, ooh, every Jordan in the world will be bought up. Um so it, it's really now, how do you address the situation and, and being born again and being a kingdom of citizens We do have the solution. And we know that there's a different type of kingdom. There's a kingdom mindset uh, to understand that I'm here to rule, to dominate the earth. And we know that um, an area that we are supposed to dominate is finances by being good managers. Like Octavia said, you know, uh, scripture says you sow bountifully, so you reap bountifully. And just continue practicing the principles. So, in order for us to make a change in America, We have to promote the kingdom message, because as we promote the kingdom message, it provides a solution. And that's what, especially in this time during the pandemic, that's what people are really looking for. Um, They're looking for answers. And even as things get worse, they're going to continue looking for answers. And they they need the kingdom in order to. be in position to give the answer because you have a lot of, like I say, Christians today. It's like they just, they on a political agenda and just being pimped out by the Republican Party. And I don't say that being in support of the Democratic Party, I say that being in support of my camp. So we have a lot to do. And I mean, it's time to get in the scriptures and study because it's going to be time, it's going to be a time where we're going to be called upon. We need to be ready to answer any questions, to provide any advice, kingdom advice, and not just anything off feelings or emotions. Like I'll take and say, we get um, excited about what we're talking about, passionate about what we're talking about, because I mean, this is an area that we're, we've really been assigned to. Um, so that's all that I have. Like that, you, you have anything else you want to share?
0: Um, I'll just say one last thing. You know, there there's you know, um our pastor tells us all the time, you know, a lot of us have like this Joseph anointing on us or no, 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 so Joseph no, anointing that uh, you know, he went back and he helped his family in their time of need and stuff like that. And a lot of black people, um, especially if you fall up under the kingdom and stuff like that, you you have that on you also, you know. It's, it 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 just does something in you for to just know all this stuff you know about the kingdom and stuff like that, but you see a lot of your your family and your people living in poverty you know it's it's that's this you know the father doesn't there is no lack in poverty in life there is none period, so you know the father doesn't want anybody in lack in poverty, so if people claim there was other father, they'd be trying to fix it but um you know. There, there's gonna come there's gonna be a rise enough of people you know who are gonna just you know stand up and just be like look it's time for this stuff to change like Derek was saying like it's time for this stuff to change it can't keep going on like this and we obviously see you know uh constantly trying to beg the government to change and go get it done so it's time to you know for people to step up and do it themselves and and this uh, goes in with knowing that, you know, when you go out here and you get all this wealth and you live in life and all that other stuff, you're not doing it for you. You know, it's, it's for the help others. You know, I, I tell my wife this all the time, like, you know, I, I strive so hard for my business and to, you know, uh, get as financially free as we can, not for me, but just to help others around me. I, I just how, how could I sleep at night knowing that if I'm staying in like a million dollar mansion, on thousand dollar pillow sheets and you know my mom is you know uh in a trailer with the bottom out of it you know wondering if she gonna get heat in the winter you know the, nobody with the holy spirit in them you know can can just sit back while something like that's happening so it's, it's gonna it's that's why I, you know a lot of this talk is coming up more and more because it's time for that rise up you know a lot of young people you know they're getting tired of this they're not going to be, they're not, go, they're not going through this again, you know, just sitting here just like, oh, well, you know, that's what it is. You know how they treat us. No, it's going to change. So if that's all we have, that's it for um, this episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. Um, we're going to keep this, you know, new style format of staying on one topic and stuff like that. And, you know, we'll, you know, keep you know, tweaking it, figuring it out to try to, you know, come up with the best style and format and uh system we can for it. So uh do you have one last thing you want to say, Derek?
1: Oh no, um uh, well just encouraging people, even in, in this time of the pandemic, to stay um, you know, in prayer. I know many many people may have lost their jobs and all that, but you know, we don't put our uh what should I say, our faith in our jobs. We understand that our jobs are using our gift. So just to keep people encouraged even in this time you know they may not uh have kept their job but you know the father has given us gifts in order to obtain well that's all
0: yeah the scripture talks about uh the people who used to be so you know have all their trust in egypt and their chariots and their horses and things like that and he just laughed at them <laughs> He just laughed at him. And, you know, this this COVID is really exposed, like, that you just can't depend on your government. I mean, there's so many people just out here just, you know, probably just didn't, their world and got rocked. of just saying, like, wow, I really can't depend on them, you know. So uh, but that's all we have for this time. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed, and shalom.